Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today we are headed to Grand Rapids to speak with T.I. Frazier, also known as Tim. He's a speaker and inspiration and children's books author. His latest book is called Lauren the Call, which is out now. So Tim, welcome to the RV. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yes, it's my pleasure. So Tim, you have a song named Timmy, and you both share the same name, but does he take after you? Good question. You know, oftentimes I think that Timmy looks maybe like me a little bit more, but in terms of his attitude, his passion, the way that he thinks through things, definitely more like my wife. Um, yeah, he, he's a very thoughtful child. He's three and a half, uh, going on four. His name is Timothy Mateus, and Timothy after me, but Mateus meaning gift from God, and he truly was a, a gift. Uh, my wife wasn't supposed to be able to have children, and so uh, him being both a surprise and a gift was a blessing. For sure. He might be a very special kid. He's just like three years and a half, almost four years, but He's on his way to reading your book in no time. Absolutely. And Tim, you have a background in finance and served for 10 years in the U.S. National Guard. So how did you first get into writing? That, that's a really good question. Um, I've always seen myself as a communicator. Uh, I am naturally a storyteller. So my mom is from Puerto Rico. Um, my dad is African-American, and in our cultures, we are storytellers. It's where we teach. It's where we laugh. It's where we experience life and share that life with others. And so I've always seen myself as a storyteller, uh, but writing them down is a whole nother process. And so my wife was the one who convinced me to take those stories and turn them into a legacy, a way to gift my son and those around me with a story that they can see for generations, that they can both learn from my experiences, um, share in the tears as well as the joys of my life. And so my hope is that um, although I don't think I'm a natural writer, I am a natural communicator. My hope truly is that these stories bring to life uh, something that those around me couldn't learn by themselves and that they can appreciate the depth and the sincerity of my heart and see me in those writings. You know, I think who can communicate, can write, and can spread the word about these stories, their stories. And yeah, I think you were in a, in the right path, Tim. Thank you. And your latest book is called Lauren the Call, which is an adorable children's book. 
Can you quickly tell us what the book is about? I know already, but please tell our listeners. Sure. Uh, so Lauren Lacau is, um, well, my wife's name's Lauren, so it's named after my wife. And some people go, you named the cow after your wife? And I'm like, she likes cows. She likes cows. We're okay. Um, so Lauren the cow is a little calf, a Jersey calf, uh, which is a type of cow who wants to be a jumping cow when she grows up. And her mom looks at her and says, cows don't jump. But the sincerity and strength in her voice and determination says, I'm going to be the first one. So she goes out to train. And along the way, she meets Tim the Fox. Because I'm very original, I came up with the best names that I could come up with. So Tim the Fox ends up helping Lauren to train, whether it's jumping over a blade of grass, uh, an ant pile, a stick. And each obstacle, she becomes more confident. Eventually, she uh, tries to jump over a fence and fails. And at that moment, there's this thing of inside of her, am I going to keep trying or am I going to give up? And with some encouragement from Tim the Fox, she keeps trying, she keeps failing. And eventually, she doesn't just jump over the fence, she flies. And there's uh, this kind of an exciting moment where she's flying and she goes, look, mom, I'm flying. And her mom flies up next to her and says, that's right. Cows don't jump. They fly. And that's the real reason why the cow jumped over the moon, um, which is a nursery rhyme that uh, many have grown up with, where it talks about, uh, it's a little nursery song, if you will. It's, hey, diddle, diddle, the cat and the fiddle, the cow jumped over the moon. And so this is a, a prequel, if you will, of saying, hey, cows don't really jump. They actually fly. And this is how they learn. Um, so mom knew the secret, uh, even though Lauren didn't. Um, but by her saying no, it actually uh, inspired her to try. I love these stories. Actually, I love cows. <laughs> but I would like to know what made you choose a cow as the protagonist. Great, great question. Um, so I, I wrote this story. Uh, I shouldn't say I wrote it. I I first made up this story. Uh, my wife had um, a few years back, she lost her father. And then a year after, about a year and a half after, she lost her mother. And two weeks after that, we found out that we were pregnant. So there was this just, you know, the spirit of loss to then this spirit of excitement, but then not being able to share it with her mom. And so she was having one of those uh, rather emotional moments as we can have during the first trimester of pregnancy. And um, she was just laying with me and I just made up this story about Lauren and knowing that my wife loves cows, that's really where it came from. Um, so it, it came literally from the top of my head, little five minute story that I told her. She was like, that's a really good story. You should write that down. Uh -huh. And I dismissed it for years. Uh, it wasn't until about three or four years later uh, that I drew some sketches and my wife um, uh, blew the sketches up and kind of postered them inside of my office and was like, look, you can write this story. You already have the pictures. And so I eventually uh, embraced it and went for it. Your book convinces sense of optimism and also positivity and i truly believe that it can inspire hope 
in many readers because it's like when you want to have something and you get more than you could expect. It's something like this. Correct. Correct. And and that's really what was really important to me. When I when I think back, um, even in my high school days, I was a really good track athlete. I could jump really far um, for long jump in track and field. And I used to also play basketball in some of these sports. And I remember being young and the big thing was we're going to dunk, right? Or we're going to jump really far and not being satisfied with just barely being able to do something, but really take it above and beyond because we're capable, not stopping at the end of the lid, but really excelling past what we could imagine and so that that was very important to me when I wrote this book was not just achieve or not just shoot for the stars, so to speak, but really have your vision above where you are. And so like in the book, I talk about uh, Tim the Fox tells Lauren to keep her eyes fixated up and above or towards the moon. And so this idea is that you're looking towards a goal. And it's seemingly much higher than just the little fence. And even when you learn to jump in track and field, they always tell you to look up because what it does is it opens your chest up. And the idea of opening your chest up, really, if I had written a deep book, I would have said, you're really opening your heart up to expand greater than just your chest cavity than just where it's holding up inside of you. When you open your chest, you're allowing your heart to explore and expand greater than yourself. And that's really what I wanted people to get was expand greater than yourself and watch yourself jump over the moon. Watch how you expand to people around you. These nuances are there and anybody with a magnifying glass can find it. But my hope is that I speak in a language that speaks to the heart and not just the mind, uh, because the heart will understand that more than the mind might find it. And so that's really what I was hoping to inspire in people was to really inspire their heart to say, I'm going to be more than just now. I'm sure you will inspire many people, Tim. And how did you get into becoming a speaker? Oh, I I don't know. <laughs> um, I'd have to really, really think about it. I have been blessed to articulate well. Um, both my parents have had long careers that have allowed them to speak in different environments. And I've never really been afraid of a crowd. And so, especially in the military, we're expected to give a lot of presentations, to um, be in front of people and experiences that you've never had before and go in with a sense of, of self-confidence. And so when moments have arised within my work, within anything that I've done, I just embraced the speaking part. And I found that when you can build rapport with an audience, it's no different than what I call the campfire conversation, where there's only three or four people that are friends who are engaged in the conversation, who are in the midst and can see the visionary expressions of your heart in your eyes. You might be in a vast uh, crowd of hundreds of people, 
But that's the moment that I live for. It ignites something inside of me. And so uh, I've always wanted to be a speaker. And I think that desire has allowed me the opportunity to speak. And I hope and, can, and, and truly desire to continue to do so. I hope you can go to TED Talks. Absolutely. And you've never had stage fright? Not really. No, it's it's been more like stage excitement, but not stage fright. I remember being young and in elementary school, we were required to perform a what was a novel called Oliver Twist. And I was one of the characters, Mr. Brownlow. Um, and I remember practicing and being on stage and how dark the crowd was. You could barely see them. And so for me, it never felt like I was really in front of anyone. It was a matter of saying, who am I and who do I want people to see? What expressions do I want to share? I've always seen being on stage as an opportunity, uh, an opportunity to share an idea, to change a life, to make a difference. And that's a lot of what these stories are about. Um, I, I realized after I wrote it, I have to market this. I have to sell it. How do I do that? Um, because a story that's unheard, not to say that it's meaningless, but it's it might be special to your heart, but we have to share it, even if we're scared. Um, and honestly, a book like Lauren the Cow, right? It's it's a it's a scary thing to share something that it came from your heart because you don't know what people are going to think. And people are very critical, especially online and social media. People are very critical. Um, one, because they come with their own intentions and they don't necessarily imagine or investigate the intentions of what you wrote. Um, the story I wrote before Lauren the Cow was called Faith Arising. And it's a... Uh, it's based off of my own personal journey, things that I'm proud of, things I'm not proud of, um, things that I struggled with in life. And I would say that I was very vulnerable in this story, sharing things that I don't think we talk about enough in our lives. I've been through some very challenging moments in my life. Um, and good or bad, I'm not trying to justify my decisions but instead, show a blueprint or a process of not just overcoming or being um, resilient, but the idea that it's saying, hey, I did break in certain moments of my life. I wasn't resilient in certain moments of my life. But to actually follow a blueprint to find that in myself again, it wasn't that, oh, I was just so strong that I conjured everything up and this amazing thing happened. No, I wasn't strong. I was weak. And I didn't have the mental fortitude or the good practices to really overcome. So this is how I found them and developed them in my life. Well, to share something like that is very emotional. Uh, it's very much so part of my heart, just like Lauren the Cow. And I have been hesitant to want to see people's opinions of it because all of a sudden people are having opinions of your heart and your intentions. And for me, I had to let go of that and just say, uh, yes, it's your opinion. 
And if you miss my intentions, I'm sorry. My hope for that particular book isn't to win five stars, so to speak, and have the greatest opinion of people around me. The true hope of it is to say, did you learn from my story? And if you learned something in the broken fragments of communication, then I did my job. I served my reader by allowing them to learn something from my story. You don't have to be excited about my story. You don't have to be in love with my story. But if you learn something, that is the most valuable piece. And so I hope people judge that book by what they learned and not how well was it written? You know, did I resonate with every single detail of the book? How do I feel about how this person articulated this story? Judge it by what you learned from it. Read it because of what you learned from it. And the same thing with Lauren the Cow. You could critique all day every single word I chose, um, the pictures, this and that. The pictures are to captivate the imagination and heart of a child. And my hope is to sneak in a really, really powerful idea, which is you can do something. It's okay to open your heart. It's okay to be discouraged, but it's also okay to get up again and try. Yes. Can I see the cover again? She is so cute. And I'll definitely send you some pictures. I I'll, I'll, show, you, I'll show you one right here. I can get it right. Is she pink or am I I'm not seeing better? Um, she's more of a tan brown. Okay. Jersey cows tend to be a little bit more of a, a tan brown. Uh, so if you think of a, a brown hair color, that's about what those uh, cows look like. Uh, big eyes, right? Niretza mm. Lendreu, um, who is my illustrator, is from, um, from Catalan, but she lives in Barcelona. She is contracted with Disney for various things, um, for like coloring books and things of that nature. And so she was the illustrator. Um, did an incredible job of bringing to life the story, the ideas, and what I imagined. I wanted a cow that could capture the uh, the energetic innocence of uh, what I see in my wife, and so to capture that in a in a cartoon character was beautiful. She did an amazing job, and we we just came up with some illustrations. And so that will be on my website very, very soon so that people can just download them. Uh, there's no strings attached. There's nothing that someone has to sign up for. They can just download the, the coloring book pages and just enjoy. I'm sure Timmy loves Facebook. Absolutely. He um, There's many nights where he'll ask for it. Um, I was, uh, I had a friend read it to a group of children not too long ago, and uh, she was talking about how her kids were the entire week jumping off the couch saying, cows don't jump, they fly. And I, I just love that. Uh, my son, I think he might be over the story. We've only read it a couple hundred thousand times, but every once in a while, I go, I bought Lauren the cow. Can you pull out Lauren the cow for me? Um you know, and, and I have it in audiobook too. So that way, you know, if I want to play it in the background or something, he can. So he, he loves it. He loves it. And I believe that Lauren is also super happy. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, and and the book is um it is dedicated to her. So inside the cover, you'll see it says to Lauren, my inspiration, and, and she she truly does inspire me because she has that um I don't want to say carefree, but maybe that's the right word. This carefree attitude towards trying hard. I think oftentimes when you're number one, there's this mindset of I have to stay number one. Um, and then there's this this feeling of if you're naturally not good at something, then you should try looking for something else that you're good at and they'll keep trying. And so you never stick with something long enough to find out if you could be successful or there's a fear of losing that number one status. With my wife, she's not like that at all. It's just, let's just keep going and shoot for the moon, literally. Uh, so I'm hoping that that inspires people too, because I've, I've felt both. I felt the, I need to stay number one feeling. And I've also felt the fear of, Hey, why am I trying this? I'm not, I'm not good at it. Um, so those are two feelings that I try to expel in the story. Exactly. And Tim, is there a message you would like to leave our listeners today? I hope that in hearing a little bit about Lauren the Cow, um, in hearing about my book, Faith Arising, that you'll want to learn more, maybe more about my story. Maybe this is a story you want to share with your children. So I encourage you to look for uh, Amazon or just do a Google search and you will find it and you can hopefully uh, purchase it in the best way that you can purchase a, a book. Um, hear my story, listen to it on audio. And I, I would be blessed if you at least hear the different things uh, that I want to share because I'm a storyteller and what way to share a story than with others. And are your books available as ebook or is just paperback? In all forms. So everyone is for it's an ebook, audiobook, paperback. Lauren the Cow is also available in hardback. Um, so all of those different ways of reading a book, it's available. Mm -hmm, great. And are you currently working on anything new you would like to share with us? Great question. I am working on a third book that is a supplemental book to Faith Arising, my very first book. And it's kind of a devotional. I think that oftentimes we might feel certain ways in the morning, whether we're discouraged or not quite seeing the sunrise in our life. And so as I've talked about different stages of working through that, my hope is to have a supplemental devotional that you can flip through that matches where you're at emotionally that day to encourage you as opposed to just uh, the roulette and saying, oh, this was encouraging. Great. You can look at it according to what stage of struggle you might find yourself or success that you find yourself in. So that's what I'm currently working on. Wow. So many things. And the last question, I am curious to know, what do you hope readers and people who attend your talks will gain from your work? Great question. I'm hoping that they gain truly a blueprint to be challenged in life, not just inspired. Inspiration can last for five minutes, but to be challenged in life is something that 
is almost like a thorn. It nags you until you do something about it. And so my hope is that my stories nag people just enough to make them uncomfortable with staying where they're at, to really encourage them to do something practical in their life, to move the needle forward in their life, not just be inspired for five minutes. So that that's my true deepest desire. Uh, inspiration might make you millions, but uh, changing lives starts with being nagged like a thorn on the side until you finally commit to making some changes and some growth little by little by little. So that's really what I'm dedicated to. You're such an inspiration, Tim. Can you tell us where we can find your books, your course that I know you're giving a course? All your courses, please. So if you're just looking anywhere, um, Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, there's um, a lot of other sites, uh, Kindle, Scribd, the list goes on and on. Um, if you want to see the whole list or if you just want to find links to click on, my website is probably the best way to get there, which is tifraser.com. That's T-I-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R.com. Great. And Tim, you will be featured in our magazine, The Relatable Voice. So our listeners will be able to, your books, covers, you and your website, your contacts. And I hope you keep telling stories, inspiring people. And I will get my book today. <laughs> I'm looking forward awesome. to reading a little bit about Lauren and I wish you all the best and that I can come back to Grand Rapids. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And uh, it, it's been a blessing to have a conversation with you today. Thank you. Likewise. And I want you to know that our doors are always open for you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.